<laughs> okay, I think this is it. Okay. Hello, welcome to Throwing Light. My name is Brandy Walker. This is episode 68, Quitting My Job and a Chat with a Goddess. <laughs> Hello, hello. It is good to be here. I'm recording on... It is good to be here? What is that? Um, So glad that you're here. I'm also happy that I'm here. (laughs) Um, I'm recording this on Memorial Day, May 25th, 2020. It is an important day for me, and I'll get into that in a minute. So a couple of things. I wanted to do, I was trying to decide whether I should do an episode that's more like personal update or whether I should do this thing that happened to me in this meditation and I decided to combine them (laughs) and um, I was like, well, why why can't I do both? And I really wanted to give you more content uh, than just like a personal update also. So that's what we're doing. Before we get into the show, um, last week, I think it was on Friday, I episode, I guess, 67 is a meditation that I made a year or two ago for a class I taught called Co-Create. I have been wanting to share more meditations and so I just I I thought I would start with one that I already had and I really like it it is a compilation of a couple of different um, meditations that I have learned and um, and that I do like this is something I do kind of on a regular basis so I hope you find it helpful and feel free I think the way I kind of do it is when I'm first learning a meditation, I'll listen to it a couple times and then I'll go and off and do it on my own and kind of run the tape in my head. And I found that to be really effective and a really good way to like um, just stay focused and let my imagination kind of do what it wants, which I think is a really effective way to meditate, to uh practice creative visualization. So I hope you enjoy. (sighs) Let's see. So, you know, this is a vulnerable one, um, which happens quite often here at Throwing Light. I see vulnerability as one of my superpowers. What's cool is that I've, as I've gotten older, I've really been able to use it as a superpower instead of it being a kryptonite and oversharing and and all of that. So which I think back in the day I felt a lot of shame about and now I don't. I feel like compassion for my old self and you know there are very good reasons that we share. There are very good reasons that we overshare. There are very good reasons that we don't share. Some of us are inclined to to do one or the other to to be completely guarded and not say any fucking thing and some of us are like (laughs) let me word vomit all over you 
Um, and learning your own patterns and then working with them and stepping out of your comfort zone within them can be really powerful. So um, this is something that I have been going through for a couple of months, weeks, uh, but really waited a long time to share. Even in my inner circle, really didn't share very much at all because I wasn't ready and I am now. And anyway, my mom gives me a lot of grief because she often, or not often, but sometimes finds things out <laughs> on social media as opposed to um, to in person. But uh, thus is the life of an oversharer anyway. So um, yeah, I am quitting my job. I put in my month's notice at the beginning of this month. And so that means that this is my last week. I'm kind of in between sessions right now. I had a cancellation, so I am trying to record this uh, during this time. It feels really scary and I've really wrestled with this. And, and if you've followed this podcast for any length of time, then you know that I've been back and forth with whether or not to quit. And I've made the decision to quit a couple times, actually. Um, and then got cold feet and, and, and stayed on. And I think that that was the right decision for that time. There were a couple of factors that made it easier for me to take the leap. Um, so the first is just kind of like on a psycho-spiritual level, when this pandemic first happened, and I talked about this some, I was like, oh my God, well, like bloom where you're planted. Like I'm here now. I'm supposed to be doing this. Um, there's not a lot of other options. And I really think that like when everything first hit, I felt like all of like the opportunities that I had felt like were there were just gone, like just blink of an eye. And it took me a couple of weeks to get over the immediate stress response of, holy shit, what the hell is happening with the economy, with the, our health, with, you know, everything. And I feel like, you know, two and a half months in or however long we've been doing this, I, I do feel like I've come to a place where I feel more steady. It's still upsetting. I, I still, I think that, I think that we have to grieve what was because I think that it's never going to be the same or at least it won't be for a long time and who says it's supposed to be the same like who says that the way it was is the best way but there is definitely a loss there's a loss of actual loss um we've lost people we've lost the ability to like do things that we definitely took for granted um well I know I took for granted but I have really worked hard to maintain uh, my mental health. And what happened, for me at least, was after like that immediate like roller coaster stress response. And, and by the way, I know that some people are still there. And for some people, this is still really, really challenging. And it's okay if that's, if that's where you're at. 
um, when I was in that immediate stress response, I was like, oh my gosh, like so thankful I have a job. And then like as things started to level out for me, I was like, holy shit, I think I, I still want to jump. Like I still want to do my own thing. And I talked to my therapist about it mid-April and I had been going back and forth about whether or not I wanted to get my clinical license. So I'm a licensed master's social worker, um, which means I can't practice as a therapist without, or as a social worker, I can't do social work, whether that's therapy or case management or whatever, without a supervisor, um, a, a licensed clinical a so- social work supervisor, um, which is what I have now and, and what I've had since I've been working at um, the agency where I've been working at. And I... I mean, I didn't go into this. I didn't get my master's in order to become a social worker. I got it because the work that I'm doing, largely through Throwing Light, um, I felt like I needed some more like academic cred in order to do it, in order for for people to uh, pay attention And so I've struggled with, do I want to get my clinical license? Do I want to do private practice? Like, you know, all of these questions. And talking to my therapist, I really, I really helped me figure out that I do, that is something I want. And I do ultimately hope someday to have a private practice, whether I'm doing individual work or not, I would like to have my clinical license so that I can do you know, past life regressions, um, meditation work, Jungian therapy. Really, the more I'm learning about the modalities that I'm interested in, the more I'm excited about being a therapist and doing this deep inner work. But I have really struggled with where I'm at right now. And I love, I love my clients. I love I, I, it feels like such an honor to do the work that I'm doing. But um, I knew going into this that fee-for-service, which is how I get paid, could be challenging. And so that's kind of the other part of what happened. So when the pandemic hit and we switched over to telehealth – my sessions, my weekly sessions dropped from like 30, 35 to barely 20. And to be considered full-time, I have to do 25 sessions a week. And um, so what's happening is I'm not considered full-time. Um, we were um, using, like my job was was providing our insurance. So we have been paying like a lot of money <laughs> um, for insurance for a family of five, and it's and it's good amount for um you know supposedly for the for the market, but it's just it's really expensive and um and then my sessions went down so much I'm not making any money, so. Let me talk first about or next about what 
I'm doing, like what I'm moving into. So um, as I mentioned, like I've really been wanting to do my own thing. And what that means is building a community um, to share this work that I feel passionate about, this work of shifting into shalom, this work of like uh, the transformative power of meditation, this work of like these crazy weird spiritual practices that have changed my life. I mean, I am a person who for years struggled with um, addictions, addictive tendencies. I struggle with undiagnosed anxiety. If I had had the assistance that I now offer my clients and through therapy and through life coaching, like it's mind boggling how different it could have been. And I say that um, because I now parent an 18 year old who is very different from me. Sure. Like we're not the same person and and I'm not saying that, but um, he has some of the same stuff that I have, um, a deep, deep desire to be seen, anxiety, um, impulsivity, like manic, kind of like over-the-top exuberance. And when I was growing up, all of that stuff was just labeled like bad, selfish, lazy. Um, Those were the messages I received. And... um, I'm not saying that my kid doesn't like have struggles, right? He does. But but I see him in the middle of a pandemic, like graduating in the middle of a pandemic, like sad, but he's able to like he's able to like voice that. He's able to voice who he is. Um he's able to talk about things that are difficult. And I feel so proud that I have the knowledge that I have in order to give him that space to be able to do that. And also like therapy and the help of other professionals. I'm not like the sole <laughs> person here um, by any stretch of the imagination. He has an in- incredible support system family-wise. Like we're just very blessed. But it wasn't that I didn't have that. It was just that I didn't have language for like any of the stuff I was going through. And so it all got labeled in a way that was incredibly shameful. And it took a lot of my 20s and the beginning of my 30s, up until now, I mean, I'm 38, still like figuring things out, to be able to manage my emotions in a way that feels healthy and in a way that makes me feel like I'm thriving. And a lot of that was due, I mean, yes, 100% a lot of that was therapy and and I again that's what I want to do for people but the other side of that was this inner work that this journey that I went on on my own um manifesting and talking to spirit guides and playing with rocks (laughs) and meditating and um, you know, all and, and oracle cards and all of this stuff that, you know, are kind of outside the mainstream. It's becoming more a normal now. Um, but especially within like some of the more religious places, um, you know, these things have not only changed my life, but they've added like a layer and an element to my parenting. And 
honestly, I recommend all parents become therapists because that helps too. But, um, you know, it's just, I feel like I am who I am today and I am as happy as I am today because of these practices. And so all that to say, that was like a lot, but all that to say, I really want to give that to other people. Like I... I mean, these. this was a journey of like, I, I guess I've been sort of on my own spiritual journey for the last uh, maybe s- spiritual as in weird spiritual stuff, uh, maybe the last seven years. And it really has been in the last seven years that I feel like I've um, stepped into the person that I am today and the person that that I feel like is like can be helpful <laughs> to other people. Um, so that's, that's the work I want to do. What I've decided to do, like I said, I do want to get my clinical license, but I have had this since like probably 2018, I've had this sense that if I could just give all of my energy aside from parenting family stuff, like all of my work energy, if I could give that to Throwing Light and Brandy Glows, like I could create something that like I could I could lift off. I could like create a business that not only brings in like good income for my family, um, but also provides a needed service to the community that I long to serve. You know, there are a lot of reasons why I haven't, I mean, I was, I was in school for a lot of that time. And for the past year, I mean, it, it just, it, that's why I've wrestled for the past year of like, should I keep doing this um, as a new therapist or should I try to do this thing that I know it's, it's only one piece of what I want to do because it's not the therapy piece, but I really, really am passionate <laughs> about it. Um, so then the world turned upside down and in a sense the the decision to do this became a lot easier because not making any money anyway. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm doing. And um, I have some thoughts and some plans and some ideas for how I'm going to do that and what I'm trying to build. My plan for the moment is to go all out. Um, I want to say balls to the wall. (laughs) I'm very like, I have a lot of like, I have a lot of uh, Enneagram 3 masculine energy. (laughs) Um, I want to go all out. (laughs) This is totally random and wouldn't make any sense if you don't know Enneagram. For the summer. And then kind of reassess towards August and see kind of where I am. What I have built, it's a short amount of time. It's not a lot of time, to be honest. I'll decide at that point when I'm going to go back. I have applied to a couple of other, a couple of jobs. Uh, I still am kind of looking and I will still be kind of looking up until that August mark, but I'm going to focus on this work. And I don't 100% know how we're going to make it financially, to be honest. And that's really scary, but like really scary. But the thing is, I don't know how we were going to make it if I had stayed. 
Um, so in a way, not much has changed. If all else fails, there are ways to make money. So yeah, so that is what I'm doing. And we'll see how it goes. And I mean, if all like if everything fails, like if a month into this, I realize that we can't survive, then I'll I'll go find a job. <laughs> um, the thing about social work is that you know there are always jobs. So that is that is that, and it feels really really good, and really really scary. One thing that is interesting, and that I wanted to share, and I don't know. On February 22nd, so this was before anything had happened and before really anybody had started talking about the coronavirus, I had a meditation and in that meditation, I did like a past life regression of sorts and I got this image of, it was myself, and this was the first time this has ever happened, but it was myself and but she looked different so she was like really dark hair long hair was wearing kind of like sexy clothes but not like but in like a really regal kind of way um and she was on a beach and she in this meditation was trying to send a message to me and um when I got out of the meditation I wrote down the message and it was um The world is in danger. You need to quit your job and go all in on your gifts. And when that happened, I made the decision, oh my God, I'm going to quit. Like, so this was the, toward the end of February. So for a few days, I had this plan where I was going to quit and I was just going to like leap and I was going to get, you have to give a month's notice. So I was going to be done at the end of March and over the course of that week, I talked myself out of it because, you know, that's really scary. Um, and I remember writing, like I wrote a couple of times, like I hope I'm brave enough to, like I feel like this is what my intuition is telling me. I hope I'm brave enough to listen. So I'm listening now. And that image, that person talking to me who is myself <laughs> – Um, I'm taking this class by Rebecca Burnt right now called Initiation, and it's a school for magical purpose, like kind of leaning in to this intense time and studying um, the initiation ceremonies from various indigenous cultures. And so one of the exercises was to connect with our higher self. When I did that exercise, the higher self that came to me was this image that I got of the woman on the beach. And so she's really become like um, my higher self, like how I imagine my higher self. And it feels really good to like connect with that. It's all energy, right? So it's all a part of me. Last week, the exercise was to connect with a deity. So a god or a goddess. And Rebecca is, I don't know if she did it or she's doing it. She was giving a talk on goddesses for wild goose festival which i did a workshop for a couple of years ago it's really interesting because wild goose is like kind of a progressive christian festival and i mean talk connecting with communing with a god or a goddess that's not jesus or father god or mother mary 
really, really like really scary in Christian culture. And even for me, I feel like I've done a lot of work to like release some of those barriers and blocks and like the religious programming. So her invitation was to connect with a deity. And, you know, obviously we could pick like Jesus or Mother Mary or somebody like safer. But I really felt a pull to step outside of my comfort zone. And a couple of weeks ago had started watching Vikings with uh, my oldest and my husband. I had suggested that we watch it because everything comes back to like spiritual weirdo stuff for me. But when I did this, I did a psychic aura reading with Rebecca and I'll link all of her stuff in the show notes. She's great. What came up was to work with some of my ancestors. And I have always been kind of drawn to like Celtic mysticism. And I know, so my ancestry, 23andMe, is like, I'm like 49%. I'm like 99% like Western European. Like I'm just very Anglo-Saxon. There is Scandinavian. There's like 5% or something like that is Scandinavian. I wanted to watch Vikings because I wanted to watch it almost like, like I wanted to see it's a brutal history, right? But there's like, I think the way that the story is told, there's like beauty. And you see like, within that culture, why there was so much violence and how you had to become in order to survive. I've really become enchanted with Lagertha, which is the shield maiden, uh, Ragnar's wife. And I, by the way, I know that things happen later on, but we're only like six or seven episodes in, if that. So this is still the very beginning, but I'm loving Lagertha. And so when I decided to do this connecting with a goddess, I was looking up Lagertha and I was looking up like whether or not she's a goddess or the mythology and legend and history. And she's not. Apparently she is like a historical figure, which is awesome. I started looking up Norse gods was sort of connected with Freya, but I wasn't sure if like she should be the one that I should connect with. So then I started looking up like warrior goddesses because I really want to like channel that like hell yeah, like strong fit warrior energy. And And one of the things I've been thinking about, and I talked about this in a few different episodes is you don't, we don't ever have to go to war, but that doesn't mean like we should be passive and like never feel anger. I really have been thinking about integrating the fierceness of like my shadow self and our shadow selves aren't bad. They're just like a part of us that we don't know. Like they're the unconscious part of us. So I've been really thinking about this exercise. I wanted it to be like a way to like practice integrating that shadow part of me. And, um, So in looking up warrior goddesses, I came upon Brigid. I think that's how you say it. And she is a goddess from pre-Christian Ireland, but she actually was sort of integrated when Christianity came to Ireland. There's some kind of church named after her. But also what's interesting is there's a poem, and I don't have it on me, um, Maybe I'll link it in the show notes. But it talks about if you say this, you're supposed to be like helpful or healing or something. And it talks about how she's called the foster mother 
of Christ. There's definitely history there. And one of the things that Rebecca had said when talking about whether God, gods and goddesses are real is to a certain degree they are because they're as real as like the energy that a culture or community gives them. And she talked about this idea of like the gods and goddesses evolving with us. And so all that to say, I did this meditation to connect with and I did kind of follow the directions that Rebecca had laid out. And so one of them was to find a, a safe place with your higher self and kind of hang out with your higher self and then call in this deity and so I called in Bridget I'm sitting here with uh, my higher self and and Bridget and one of the cool things about our imagination is we just get to like go wild and so I'm you know imagining what her hair looks like and like her face and um her, her voice like bells and just kind of like feeling it and I had asked some questions about like next steps for all of this that I'm going through with um, leaving my job. And she calls in Freya. And so I, and so I mean, you know, however you want to take that, like my imagination called in Freya. So I actually, I had this incredible imaginative experience with two goddesses and my higher self and it was really awkward and which is kind of cool because it makes it feel kind of real like sitting I had imagined myself in this garden and we're just like sitting and talking just really cool I think if you had told me before that I would be contacting a goddess I don't know that I would have believed you because I don't know that I was ready to go there but I don't know it was it was helpful it was helpful and beautiful and in part of the meditation like one of the things you're supposed to do that Rebecca walked me through was like letting go of old beliefs about God and so the first one that I let go was that God was only a man and I think that that's really that's why this feels so transformative was because like I'm communing with this goddess energy and it's all feminine and then at the end of the meditation, and I don't know exactly what spawned it, but like when I opened my eyes and was like taking it all in, I realized that the belief that I let go was that God is a man and therefore only a man can save me. And so that fierce warrior energy really is what I want to channel into this work that I'm about to dive completely into. It feels really scary because I have this idea that like I'm not supposed to be like the breadwinner (laughs) of the family. Like I'm supposed to take care of the family and then I can make side income and then like my husband can like, you know, do that. But like actually I can bring home some fucking bacon and... So I think that's the messages from these goddesses. And I think that that is why my higher self is urging me, inviting me, strongly encouraging me to quit my job because this is the work I'm supposed to be doing right now. So that's a lot. And and I've been talking for a long time. And uh, I think I have to go do some more sessions today. So... 
Thank you for listening. I hope that this was helpful. Like, I know this is a lot of personal stuff and personal stories, but I tend to find those podcasts and YouTubes and, you know, um, most helpful because sometimes the thing that we're going through, we can receive clarity um, when we hear another person's story. So much love to you wherever you are in this strange world we live in. (sighs) Namaste.